Welcome to the Ministry Marks Podcast. I'm David Haynes, and that's Thomas Majors. The Ministry Marks Podcast is based on the Bible verse, Galatians 6, 17, where Paul says that he bears on his body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today on the Ministry Marks Podcast, our subject is four topics that you do not necessarily like talking about from the pulpit. We know that our pulpit ministry is geared to all audiences. We are always speaking to younger people and older people, mixed audiences. So there are definitely going to be some topics that we try to stay away from. Of course, David is here and I'm asking David, what are, what is your one topic? What is one topic that you do not like to address from the pulpit? Sexual misconduct by biblical people. I hate to address sexual misconduct by biblical people. I know that every time we preach, we are preaching to people that are 90 years old, and we're preaching to people who are nine years old, and we have people everywhere in between. Whenever we come to those passages that we all preach on, we're called to preach the whole counsel of the word of the Lord, whenever we come to those passages like David and David's sexual misconduct, it may be with Bathsheba, it may be with another person. Whenever we look at David, and we also know in the back of our minds that David was a man after God's own heart, those two things seem irreconcilable. How can David be a man after God's own heart, yet do this? How could he have been a man after God's own heart and, and continue to do whatever it may be? Whenever we look at guys like Solomon and all of the sexual misconduct in his life, when we, when we look at, at, at Lot, when we look at, at Noah, when we look at those people, and even the, the polygamist in Scripture where they had multiple wives, whenever we look at those people, the last thing I want someone to do, a 15-year-old boy out there, the last thing I want him to say is, well... David did that, so why can't I? Well, Solomon did that, so why can't I? Well, that person was sexually immoral in that chapter, but later they did something great for God in the next chapter. So does that mean that in this chapter of my life I can be sexually immoral and then God use me in the in the next chapter just like he did David? Oh, that hurts me, and I try to bring the point out that even though David was a man after God's own heart, he failed, and he failed miserably. And just think, just think, just think what he could have been had he been sexually pure. So that's one of my topics. Thomas, what's one of your topics? One of my topics is the issue of homosexuality. And the reason being is because in, in our culture today, there are more than likely, yes, I think people need to hear the biblical truth, and I never back away from speaking that biblical truth. If I'm preaching through a passage and it's about homosexuality, then I speak about it, but I never want to be accused of just of pinpointing certain people or certain actions within the Bible. I want to be able to, to preach through those passages, and for a fact, I know I know that there are people, whether uh, in this congregation or that may be coming through, who have children or might have grandchildren who are engaged in a homosexual relationship. 
And every time I speak about homosexuality, I get this this feeling that that some people think, oh, he's just he's just saying that because that's the hot topic these days. That's what preachers preach about. And I never want to be accused of doing that. So one of those things that that I hate to talk about, that I must talk about, is homosexuality. Yeah. Um, that's one of mine. I yeah. do uh, want to ask you what's your what's your number two? Okay. I, I like how you said it's a topic we don't like to discuss, but we must discuss it. Everything on here are, these are all items that we will discuss when led by the spirit, when directed by the text, we will discuss it. My, my second point, my second point is the finer points of Calvinism. You can let that be anywhere you want it to be. And I think to some extent, just about everyone is a Calvinist to some point, and some may be an extreme or a hyper Calvinist, but I, it is uncomfortable for me to discuss the finer points of Calvinism, such as limited atonement. Uh, I discussed that maybe three or four weeks ago uh, in a Sunday morning sermon right there at Trinity Baptist. And, and when I discuss that, I know that it is difficult. Typically on any given Sunday, we have a visiting family or two or three visiting families that are just test driving us. And I know what the majority of my people feel. How do you know that? Well, they have told me, hey, I agree with you when you said this. I, I agree with that passage. So I have I have a, a, a rough feel for the for the for the given theology of Trinity Baptist Church, but I know that I do not have a good feel for the finer points of Calvinism. And I know that I don't have a feel at all. I don't I don't have any grasp on a visiting person or a visiting family. And so when it is in a text, when it is in a passage, I find it difficult. Now, I will do just like you do. Whenever God leads us to speak on any given subject, we are, we are the Lord's theologian for those people. They look at us and they value our opinions. Even though many that I preach to have been saved longer than I've been alive, they want to know what does our pastor think about this theological issue and the finer points of Calvinism is difficult for me because I know it's a delicate subject and it can sometimes be a, a touchy subject, maybe even a fellowship breaking subject. And so I handle it delicately. So Thomas, that's the second one of mine. Go ahead with your list. What's next for you? My second one is very close to your first one. It's, it's on the issue of sexual immorality. But this is sexual immorality as it is with viewing images or videos. And so that is uh, pornography. Pornography is a growing problem within the contemporary church, within our, our culture together. And not, let me just say, it's not just the church. It's our complete culture yeah. that has a problem with pornography. It's not just men. It is women. It's not just men in their... 20s or, or teenage boys, it is, it is women and it is young, it is old, all of them, all of those demographics are having issues with pornography today, and so anytime that I'm speaking about sexual immorality, one of the topics that must, I feel like it must be addressed from the pulpit is the issue of pornography, because 
there are people who are suffering. There's a wife probably out there who is in my congregation who is who is feeling ashamed and hurt because she found out her husband was watching pornography. There, there may be a, a husband out there who found out that his wife was watching pornography and is hurt and ashamed. So it's something that we must discuss today, but it's one of those topics that you never want, as you said, you never want to implant the idea in someone's head. And that's the, that's the risk that we take when we start talking about pornography or we start talking about some other issues from the pulpit. There are some things that people have not even thought about, but yet when we bring it up, we have implanted that in their mind, and, and it could stay. Yeah. It could stay, and then they could fall because of that. So I'm always nervous about speaking about pornography, but again, it's just so prevalent today. In our culture, yeah, growing within our churches, that it must be addressed from the pulpit. And but I just hate to do it. I hate to speak about it because there's some kids who have never even heard of pornography before. And so I try to vary my language some. But again, it's man, it's just difficult to do yeah. because you got to preach to everyone that is out there, not just to one demographic within your church. All right, that's my that's my second one. What's your what's your third one, David? Okay, my my third one it goes it goes back to preaching. We're thinking about preaching. We're talking about preaching. What we hate to discuss or we dislike to discuss while preaching. For me, it's a passage with more than one possible explanation. A passage with more than one possible explanation. My mind works in a certain way. I like to look at a passage. If it's 10 verses, if it's 20 verses, it doesn't matter. And I like to, I like to, at the end of a message, tie a pretty little bow around the, the, the presentation of this passage. And in my mind, if there is more than one possible explanation, I can't, I can't wrap it up nicely. And, and, oh, it gets beside me. Whenever I was at Trinity, whenever I uh, first came to Trinity Baptist, my second Sunday night study uh, was the book of Revelation. We looked at every verse, every word in the book of Revelation. And there were many times that I said, guys, this could mean this, or this could mean that. And for me, it is so hard to preach on a passage with more than one possible explanation. Thomas, what's next on your list? All right. The, <clears throat> my third item is I'm seeing a pattern here in mind. <laughs> Homosexuality, <laughs> abortion, uh, pornography, uh-huh. and my third one is abortion. Uh-huh. The reason I have an issue with abortion uh, or speaking about abortion from the pulpit because I know, I know there are young couples yeah. who are, who, for one, there are some who are struggling to have children, and when they hear about people who are aborting babies, oh, it just breaks their heart, and they, mm. they're just burdened because of that. But I also know that there are young families within my church who have had abortions. Yeah. It wasn't abortions because they didn't want the child. It was abortions because of ectopic pregnancy. Mm. So an ectopic pregnancy is not a viable pregnancy. The the baby 
more than likely is going to die. And then if uh, in the times that women have tried to carry those, the women can die from those. And because of this and that, they, I know, I know for a fact there's been people in my church who have had that. And, and, it, and it burdens them. I can see it on their faces when I begin to st- start talking about abortion and how wrong it is. And I, and I do believe it's wrong. I believe that the killing of an unborn child is wrong. But I can see it on their faces because they have guilt and they have shame. And, and most of the time when we're preaching about abortion, we're, we're against, we're against pa- Planned Parenthood. We're against this. We're against that. We come down black and white. It's got to be this way. It can't be that way. It's got to be like this. And then sometimes we just forget that there are people who are trying to live with the decisions that they've had yeah. to make. Tough decisions. Tough decisions like that ectopic pregnancy. Tough decisions that that they made maybe twenty years ago. Yeah. And they're trying to live with it. And and so abortion abortion is one for me. I I am very strong on the rights of the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that baby has yeah. as much <laughs> rights as those women, okay? That baby mm-hmm. has the right to live. Mm-hmm. But I also want to communicate to those women or to the men who helped women make those decisions that they can have forgiveness of their sins. And so even though I'm trying to I'm trying to come down hard on the topic of abortion, I also want to preach in a redemptive fashion as well and say, listen, maybe maybe you did do this, but there's grace and there's hope for you as well. All right, so that's that's my third one. What is your fourth one? Well, my fourth one and your fourth one basically go together. The fourth word that I wrote down that I do not like to discuss while preaching is tithing. And what was your fourth word that you wrote down? Money. Money. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> yes, yes. So those are so similar. I wrote down tithing because I don't want to sound like a broken record. I don't want to sound like we're a greedy church or or that I wish my pay would go up. So you guys give more in the offering plate so that I can go buy a new jet. No, nothing like that. I don't want that thought to cross Wait, anyone's mind. What's the matter mind. with your old jet? <laughs> well, my old jet broken down. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record i do not have a jet but <laughs> but yeah and so that's what that's what i think of and i know whenever someone comes and if they see a church that that has been blessed financially they may look and say well that church has up a hundred thousand dollars in the bank well why should i give well that hundred thousand dollars is our investment in the future buildings break down uh, expansions need to happen ministry costs money not just the staff but ministry costs money and i want people to give and i and i want them to give for the right reasons and so tithing tithing is always something difficult to discuss share what your thoughts are on money same with me uh it's money it's tithing it never fails that when i go to preach a message on tithing yeah there are going to be church members who weren't there yep 
And the last time they were there, as I was preaching on tithing, or I was preaching about something similar. I mean, just a few weeks ago, that exact same thing happened. I was preaching on tithing, and who do I see out there in the in the uh, congregation? A person who hasn't been to church in like two years. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this person's gonna think all I all this preacher does is talk about tithing. <laughs> But I just, I was come to a passage that it was about tithing, and so I needed to preach on it. But there are people, whether it be a guest who comes to your church or members who don't come regularly, they're going to, when you begin to speak about money or tithing, they're going to think, well, that's all the church cares about is my money. They don't care about me. They don't care about my emotions. Because of some people like jesse duplantis in louisiana who wants a new jet or creflo dollar in atlanta who wants a new jet it it really makes it difficult for people like for like you and me who are trying to do the best for our people i believe it's a biblical principle that they need to tithe they need to do that for discipleship reasons yes yes we need it for the church so that we can minister to the people in our community, so we can keep the lights on, so we can have water, so yeah. so we can yeah. build buildings, so we can do other things of ministry. So we've got to have it. It's a discipleship issue, but it makes it difficult because some people have they've taken advantage of people. They've yeah. taken they've taken advantage of the good heartedness of Christian people. And it makes it difficult for us. And so that's the reason I don't like to talk about tithing. I don't like to talk about money because I never want someone to get the impression that I'm not thankful for what the church has provided for me as a salary. Or I never want them to think that that I want more or that I don't I don't get enough. I don't want them to to think that. So I just don't I just do not like to address the issue. But. We're called to be biblical preachers. That's it. We're called to speak about these subjects. Yeah. And so that's me. You got any other thoughts on it? Man, that right there is it. But yeah, we are called to to preach on these topics in in an unapologetic way, as in we are not apologizing for our stand on Scripture. Many years ago, uh, on vacation, I was going to be visiting with a pastor friend, and as I went to his church, I texted him, then I went to his church on that Sunday morning, and he almost apologized. He didn't say it, but he almost apologized. I'm sorry. This is our financial stewardship month, and pastor, you're going to have to hear a message on tithing. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. But he preached. I could tell by the way he was talking about the topic, the topic, and um, and I listened to it. But this guy is a fantastic preacher. And even though I was visiting and he preached on tithing, I, I left there saying, "Man, that guy is good." And his sermon was good. And any of these topics, any of these topics, can be can be exegeted and explained and applied, and people can leave saying, you know what, it was good to be in the house of the Lord, and it was good to hear the truth of God's Word, even through difficult passages. Well, this is the last This is the last session that we've had together on the topic of preaching. We decided that we were going to start a podcast and that we would do four, four sessions on one particular topic, and so this is the fourth one. The first one was on what is preaching. The second one was how do you prepare a sermon. 
The third one was on the Mount Rushmore of preachers. And this is the last one. And so we're signing off for now until maybe we decide to do some others. That's right. Thanks so much for listening to Ministry Marks Podcast.